Hi friends, welcome to the Mobile Bev Pros podcast, a podcast dedicated to providing mobile bar professionals with the information they need to succeed. I'm your host and fellow mobile bar owner, Sarah Murphy. Each episode, I'll be bringing you interviews, knowledge, anecdotes, or opinions with the goal of assisting you in building a profitable, sustainable, and scalable mobile bar business that will support the lifestyle you dream of. I'm excited for today's episode, so let's get started. On today's podcast, I am speaking with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Corey Brim with Sugar Rim Bar out of the DMV area. It is such an honor to have you. I am so excited to talk to you today because let me tell you, there is literally no one that I know of in this industry that works as hard or hustles as hard as you do. It's all hustle, Sarah. It is all hustle. But honestly, man, thank you for having me. And you too, man. You know, I've, you know, I've been following you for years. The same thing. And you're out there grinding and hustling. And people think just because, you know, Sarah Murphy, she's up here, up here. You're still at it every day, right? Just like day one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the, that's the, for, for, I think for me, I'll speak for myself. I don't like to speak for others. But like, once you stop, uh, it just kind of loses like flavor to me. Yeah. Yeah. Some, someone told me a long time ago that uh, I'm like a like a shark, right? So when a shark stops swimming, he dies. So I just think that I've never stopped swimming for like 15 years. <laughs> I love that. That sounds about accurate. Corey, let's start. For those who don't know you, when did you get started? So it was. I don't. I don't exactly know the exact timeline, but it was somewhere around sometime around in this November, December. It was like. My timeline is a little fuzzy. It was either 12 or 15 years ago because it was, I was in that transitional part of my life. Like most bartenders, I was bouncing from bar to bar. But I, you know, I was a year here, two years there, three years there. And then uh, just one day, Sarah, I just, you know, I got tired, man. I got tired of like having this positive, great attitude. I got tired of making all this money and having fun. And I, and I couldn't figure out how I kept getting fired or my shifts getting taken away or just anything crazy like that. So, um, so what happened was I decided that I wasn't going to work for anyone else ever again. And I told myself, no, I didn't, I had no idea that it was this, right. I just, I just was like, okay, I can do a couple parties or whatever and bartend or whatever. And, you know, make, you know, as long as I can make, this is what I said in my mind, as long as I can make like 500 bucks a week, 700 bucks a week, I'm good. I'm good. And I was just trying to survive. Yeah. And I just, I just didn't want to go back to that same, no matter where I was going, it was the same thing at every single bar, restaurant. It was all the same negative vibes and energy. And I just, I didn't want that anymore. And so I just jumped out there. No plan, no mission statement, no business cards, <laughs> no, um, nothing. I had nothing, but j- it was yeah. just a dream, a prayer and a dream. And confidence and, and faith that you would be able to make it work or happen because the, the, uh, you had decided. <laughs> I knew that the one thing that, so when I, when I, you know, when you sit down and write your list, right, I knew that I could serve people. I knew I could do that. Like that wasn't the issue. The problem, how do you make money? (laughs) How do you you pay your bills? You have a dream, but how do you pay your bills? And so I knew that I could do that. I just, and there was some, I know you hear about it when you read these books and you see these stories, or even when you do interviews like this, and Oprah calls it like that aha moment. There was an aha moment where I just knew that I just, I couldn't go back to working for anyone else. I didn't know what I was going to do, but in my gut, I just couldn't go back to the same rat race. It didn't make sense to me to work 40 hours or 90 hours a week and not make, not living in my full potential. Yeah, absolutely. 
The one thing that I love about following your journey is that you are not afraid to reinvent yourself every <laughs> single day. At any day, every day, maybe halfway through a day. You're like, new Corey, new me. <laughs> right. Right. It's a journey. It's a journey. And I think a lot of sometimes, and, I'm, and when I, when I, whenever I'm talking to do anything like this, I always speak from, from my perspective, right? Because I see a lot of people and they kind of like, they preach to you and say, you got to do this. I'm not doing that. I'm always on a constant journey every day to become the better version of me. And that's not a sales pitch or anything like that. I don't always knock it out the park. You know what I'm saying? I make uh, one of my, I, I used to work at the cheesecake factory and there was a general manager I had there. His name was Anthony. And he's like, look, guys, you, you know, there's certain things in, on this journey that you kind of take with you. And he told us that, guys, there's one thing that you're going to, that you're going to, um, you're going to make 10 mistakes today. That's fine. Just tomorrow, make nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. That's life. Just try to make as few mistakes. Learn. Learn through the process. And that's something yeah. that I kind of different ones, do. right? Yeah. So you make 10 yeah. today and make 10 different ones tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So when I asked you what you wanted to talk about today, what you put down was how to scale a mobile bar. And I would love to know what your thoughts are there. What was, what was the, the magic, the, the formula that you use and that you teach when mentoring, which you do, you mentor a lot of other mobile, um, how they can replicate the success that you've had. You want the secret sauce, Sarah? Do you want the secret sauce? <laughs> I do. Give it to us. <laughs> you want the Coca-Cola magic? You want the McDonald's secret thousand islands? So, What's um, the recipe? <laughs> it's pretty very simple. Um, well, it's not simple. I'll, I'll simplify it. But my grow my business to a point where I believe that customer service transcends everything. And, I, and again, I know that sounds sales pitchy, but it's the honest truth, right? It doesn't matter. There are people out there that are way superior. Their skill set, but they can't beat me in customer service. I live to serve the customer. And so what I realized as I, was, as I was growing this business, I would notice that another bartender, a DJ, a caterer, um, a photographer, they treated these events like gigs. They treated them like side money. And so even when I was not making any money, I just, I, that never sat right with me. It never sat right to me that I was, this person hired me to do their wedding. Like they're, they're, they're not going to get married again. So why don't I bring my A game, right? Why don't I? Why don't I? Why don't I, why don't I over deliver, right? And then once I started over and delivering, I knew, Sarah, I know for a fact. Even though I'm sitting here telling you this, and this goes out to all your people and all that, it it's a requirement that you have to step up. Most people, they're not going to do the work. I can, with almost 100% accuracy, tell you that 99% of your competition, they're not going to do the work because it is hard work, and you got to get up every day. And you got to get your teeth kicked in and you got to like not make the money and not get tips. You got to eat that BS sometimes. I, I was willing to go through all of that because I knew that if I just know that it's a numbers game and it's like Las Vegas. If I deliver enough spectacular, monumental, just ground, earth shattering events, if I really took it to the next level, there is no way you're going to sit here and tell me you're not going to refer me to someone. You're not going to think of me. You're getting married now, but you're not going to think of me when you have that first child. And you have a cookout at your house. You're not going to think of me when your parents pass away and you need a repass. You have to start becoming that person's personal bartender for everything. We think mm. that, oh, you're just getting married. I'm going to charge you $5,000. It doesn't work that way. What if, you, what if they just want to hire you for 500 bucks, but I lock you in as a client forever? Now I'm getting $5,000 off you forever. And it's not the money. It's not the money. It is the money, but it's not the money. You can't, <laughs> it is the money because, you know, the money's great. But you can't, 
I never, I never focused on the money. It wasn't, it wasn't about that. I know that. And then I know that I can make my, let's say I do an event. It's not really my value or really not what I would have charged. Can I put out a tip jar? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can I put out, because my service has to be so great that people have to, people in this industry, and that's, I think this is, that's why I tell people like, this is one of the, this is the only thing that I know in life that is like this, other than me taking my clothes off for money, right? Because <laughs> I'm basically a stripper with my clothes on. If you allow me to put my tip jar out, that's my opportunity to, to give you the best event you've ever had. Because even if you don't allow me to do tips, I'm going to be so great. People are going to, they have to ask, oh my God, can I tip you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, and then in order to scale, I did that. And then one day a client called me and they say, hey, we need to, um, we, we're having an event. I was already booked somewhere else. And then like most people, you either panic or you say, no, I can't do it or whatever. I was like, yes, absolutely. I closed the deal, locked it down, hung up the phone. I was like, oh my God. And I called Sarah. Sarah, hey, what are you doing Saturday? <laughs> you know? I was like, look, I got this party for the, for the, for the Bernsteins. And I did their event last year. I'm already booked at the Smiths. Can you just do the event? I'll pay you back then. I'll split the money with you, right? So I'm giving you a hundred bucks or whatever. And as long as you went to the event and my client was happy and you didn't slide them your card, that's a whole nother podcast. As long as you did that, <laughs> my the client was thoroughly pleased. And they were like, oh my God, we still had the same, you know, it wasn't me, but we delivered on the same customer service. I did that a few times. And then there was one weekend why I booked 10 events in one weekend. I made over a thousand dollars because, because I paid, you know, the bartenders, let them take their, they got their money tips. I didn't take none of that. I just got, a, I just got a booking fee. My mind, there was something that clicked in my mind where I made a thousand dollars and I wasn't there. I mean, I closed the deals. I talked to the client. I did all that. The, all the bartender had to do was show up, but I made a thousand bucks. And that's when I knew right then I knew there was no, there was no ceiling. There was no, there was no limit. You know, I could do this. If I could do this, I can do this anywhere, everywhere, anytime. Anytime. Oh I'm like furiously writing notes. Um, <laughs> well, when this, you get is, a this is Go so cool. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my morning inspirational for sure. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna distill down some of the things that you just said because there's so much gold in here. So the first thing that I wanted to to reflect back to you and to our listeners is that you basically confirmed the idea, the value of an idea is nothing right? And everyone has them, sometimes 20 a day. Entrepreneurial spirits, a lot of them drawn to this. They see it as something that might be low-hanging fruit to get into. Anybody can sling a drink. And and the idea is fine, but the idea gets you nowhere. The idea does not get you paid, right? It's not, it's not about the idea. And so oftentimes, even when you're probably tending bar, you get this. People come up and they look around. They're like, man, this looks like fun. I can do this. I And, and like the, the answer is... Uh, yes, go ahead. I invite you to try. Like, it's, it's not that you can't do it. It's that the idea is worth squat, right? And so I love that. The next thing that I uh, want to reflect back to you and the, and the listeners is that the fear of failure is what oftentimes keeps people back. So let's Paralyzed. say you had the idea. Paralyzed, right? You had the idea and then you started to get it going, but then you're so scared of what other people are going to think or what, pe- what is supposed you're supposed to be doing or what the rules are or what happens if I try it and I fail. Like you're saying fail. Like you have to, that's part of the game. You're not going to enter this world and know everything about how this is supposed to go down or what people want or how to do the things that failure is a part of the magic and you have to be willing to do that. And then the third thing that is the last thing that I heard you say in theory 
is say yes to opportunity because it sounded like you came out of the gate and you were just like, whatever the universe puts in front of me, I'm going to say yes to and I'm going to figure it out. And in turn, the universe continues to give me things because I mean, I'm watching you and you sometimes you're flying all over the country. You're one of the few little bar owners that I know of. I was in Miami yesterday. You're one of the few mobile bar owners that I know of. One day you're in Washington, Seattle, or Seattle, yeah. Washington. The next day you're in Miami. Then you're in like Chicago. And you, you're, yeah. you're like wherever the universe, God has says, Corey, I have an opportunity for you. You say yes and figure it out later. And you yeah. always pull it off. Yeah. Now, how do I get all of what you just said on a t-shirt? I need all of that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Step yeah. one, your ideas were, aren't worth shit. Step two, fear nothing. And step three, say yes to the opportunities God puts in front of you. Yeah, no, that's everything you're saying is exactly it. And I had to move from, I think a lot of people also, they're so in their head about stuff, right? Especially bartenders, right? We're all in our head about everything. I just got out of my head. I got out of my head and I and I honestly had, I had that was, God put some really good people in my life on this path, right? You know, I, I distinctly remember before I even, because I was a server for a long time and before I became a bartender. And there was a guy that trained me. There was a guy that trained me to, to be a server. I'm still friends with him to this day. And I still hire him from events. He's really great. And I love him, right? There was a guy that trained me to be a bartender. Both of those guys, were they, they were deep-rooted in customer service. And, and even the guy that recommended me to be a bartender, he was like, dude, you're such a great server. You would make an awesome bartender. He's like, the one thing that you have to do is, the, the fatal mistake that bartenders make is they become bartenders. They become mixologists. He's like, don't ever do that. Be a server. Just serve drinks. And that's, and I kind of like always stuck with me. And that's why I always go back to service because it transcends color. It transcends status. It transcends economics. It transcends race. It transcends gender. I've done events that I know for a fact that any, if you plugged in any of those stereotypical American things that they, those labels that they put, I wasn't supposed to be in a room, but they know that my service, they're paying for the service, not any of all the other stuff. So if I could deliver on that, and then when I'm in that room, I'm going to book another event in that room. No matter how big, yeah. small, whatever, I'm in that room for, for a reason. It's to deliver the service, but someone's going to book me in this room. So, so yeah. doors started opening up. And the thing that you talk about, about fear, I literally, honestly, you have to jump. And I know Steve Harvey says it. I, again, these cliche things. I know you watch Michael Jordan and the YouTube videos, but you have, and it's a personal, it's a, no one can make you jump. You have to jump. You can read all you can read all the things. You can go to every seminar, you can read every book, you can do every how-to manual, you can, but you have to physically commit. And once you commit, things are gonna happen. Mistakes are gonna happen, your best friend's gonna stab you in the back, checks are gonna bounce. That's part of it. But there's also hit, you know, peaks. You're gonna make more money than you've ever made in your entire life. You're gonna be celebrities that you've been watching from afar. You're gonna be able to provide for your family. See, like we only focus on the negative. I'm just saying, like, that's part of it. Visualize your potential. What what could you be? You know, what's what how far can you go? And that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's there's no limit. I just let go and I, I just start building the, the wings on the way down. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Do you have a right hand? Do you have someone who's like your backup in case something happens? <laughs> yes. What Fernandez. what an important <laughs> That's so important, I think, right? Because um, yeah. there's a quote, and I'm going to botch it, but nobody becomes successful on their own. 
And I think being vulnerable and trusting others is a really important step that some people never make, but you can't reach that next level unless you're willing to. In the very beginning, like everyone else, it's me. It's just me. I'm doing all the events. I'm writing all the emails. I'm sending out all the contracts. I'm lugging everything in my car. Cool. I'm getting it, right? And I'm doing great. Life is great. But you have to really understand in order to scale, in order to go to your next level, in order to go higher, you have to bring other people in. You have to. That was something in the very beginning that I let go of. You know, I I never wanted to micromanage because I didn't want to be micromanaged, right? If, if you're telling me I'm a bartender and you believe in me, you know how many jobs I've worked at with the cameras right there and they're watching your every move, which I which is business. I understand. I get it. But you're telling, but you trusting me with million dollars worth of inventory, but you're keeping an eye on me. You know, if I if I just happen to just give a drink away to to someone who comes here every this person comes here every day. And they be coming here every day for five years. And you're telling me I can't give them one margarita because you're going to fire me. I don't want to be that. No, give the guy a margarita. I'm not telling you to give it to him every day, but he spent 50 grand with us. Give him a margarita. So anyway, you have. So when I started this and when I wanted to scale and go to the next level, and like I said, when I made that thousand dollars, my mind opened up to just I saw the universe in a completely different way. Why am I trying to make all the money? Why am I trying to be a millionaire? I don't have to do that. I just got to find people like this, 10 of them, get them to $100,000, right? What does my life look like if I start pouring into other people, right? What does my life look like if I got 10 people like this on the team and I'm uplifting them because a rising tide raises all boats? Now, is have I had, have there been 10 other Jessicas? Yes, yes. There's been other people who've come along who said, look, man, I believe in you. We're going to go to the moon. Where are they now? And And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes I think we... We want so much out of other people, right? Because you have this dream, you have this awesome thing, you want to go global and you want to make a billion dollars. But what if that person is only with you for a season? What if that person is only supposed to be with you in order just to get you to the to the next level? And then think about this. What if you're because we never think about this? What if you are only supposed to be in their life for a season? Because we all we always have that thing where it's me, 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 me. No, what if it's, what if you're just what if the person, so someone's watching this right now, right? One of your listeners, one of your bartender community, they have a partner or they're partnering with someone and things aren't going right because we get this all the time. I got a partner. They don't believe in me. I'm doing all the work. That, you hear that all the time. What if you're supposed to release that person from your circle? I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you advice, all right? <laughs> but, but what if you're supposed to release that person? What if, what, if, what, if, what if the journey's over with them? Are you willing See, I was willing to believe in my dream big enough that even the person that was my ride or die, right? Even the person that was there for me from day one when it started. How can I be Google? Like Mark Zuckerberg, he offered the same things to the same. They were in the room with them. Some people get it. Some people don't. It's not my job to decipher who those people are. My job is to find the people that believe in us and what we're doing. We're on a mission. The train's going that way. We're not looking backward. If you're down with what we're doing, then let's go. There's no need to, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need the meat for the meeting. You know what I'm saying? You believe in what we're doing. I want the best out of you. You want the best out of me. Then let's do it then. And even though I'm speaking this, even though I'm saying it, it's not just talk. You have to roll your sleeves up and you got to get dirty. This is a dirty, it's, this bar life, it's a contact sport. And there's so many people out here that don't want to get hit. <laughs> you got to get hit. You got to take some hits. And yeah, some people are going to People, they're going to leave you. Like I said, they're going to backstab you in the back. They're going to steal your ideas. They're going to take your money. You're going to have a joint bank account. They're going to spend funds on things that you told, that you know for a fact that they should. So what? It's just money. 
I'm saying that now on the other end of the money, <laughs> you know? Right. You <laughs> have nothing and the money's everything. And I'm telling you, man, don't focus on the money. Focus on the journey. And I know it sounds, I know it sounds funny because I can say that now, but I've been, but that's what I tell people. I've done it. I've done 15 years of it every day to tell you if I had to do it all over again, if I went back to square one, I would align my business up with people that have vision. Integrity is a massive word for me because you know you can't you can't teach it, you can't train it. It's got to be in you. Like to be a good person, to value others and all that, give back to charity. That has that comes from your parents. You know what I'm saying? That's upbringing. That's right. I can't give you that. Like you have to have that. And I look for those people. And I always say to myself, like the people that are working for me, do I want to be Wendy's or do I want to be Chick Fil A? Everybody wants to be Chick Fil A. Who doesn't want to be Chick Fil A? I love that. And I want to say that you don't just talk the talk here, you walk the walk. And it is not unusual for me to see you post about a truckload of carrots or sweet potatoes that are totally free. You're like, look, uh, these are going to go to waste. Like, where can I drop them off? Like, where, what's your address? I'll drive them. And, you know, in a time right now where People are feeling extra scarce, not just the people that don't have, often don't have anything, but even those that are usually pretty secure, they're feeling a bit scarce. And you're out there just saying, hey, I, you know, like I, I did the work of going to pick up the stuff now, like, don't let it go bad. Like how, and I just, I just love that. Like your hustle doesn't end with the dollar. And I think that's an important thing for people to realize is that if you're only saying yes to the dollar, then it, 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 it the, and I'm just, this is me, my own spiritual beliefs. I believe right. the universe sees through that. I believe God is like, oh, I see. Okay. Like you're only willing to say yes when there's something right. in it for you. You're not, right. you're not here for me. You're right. not here to do my work. You're right. here to serve yourself. Um, and, and you are just a wonderful example of what it looks like when someone's like, I'm not just here with a hustle to, to line my pockets. Like this is who I am. I, this is, this is an embodiment of what I stand for. And that, I mean, that's integrity right there. And, and it, it is who, it's who I've grown to be like, so, you know, yeah, yeah. I get on here and I say these cliche things or whatever, but it literally is a journey. And I do believe in the universe and I do believe in energy and I do believe in God. And I do believe that I had to get out of that scarce mindset because we operate within this space where we're struggling. And I did the struggle. You know, we all had the struggle, but I had to remove myself from that because I don't want to struggle anymore. So what we don't realize and what we don't really see and what I've been able to grow to see is that the universe is abundant. Like it literally is. There's so much. But, but again, we think we think that like I'm not going to help this bartender because do we understand that we're in a multi-billion dollar industry? I can't do every event. There's no way. So, like, Sarah, where are you at? What, where where you am at? I at? Oh, Nashville. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Maryland. I can't take over the Nashville market. <laughs> I mean, it's not, right. So, so you could if you wanted to. <laughs> well, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I want to partner with you? Why wouldn't I if an, right. if if I know you're in Nashville and if any opportunity comes up, why wouldn't I want to reach out and connect to you because that's where you are now? Will I get on a plane to come to Nashville? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if you're already there, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I do my best to forge a relationship with you instead of looking at you as competition? Because the the greater that we all do, the greater it is for all of us, and that's just that's just how I roll. And then and then the cards, I'm not worried about like you said when I'm picking up the uh, the food or whatever or whatever I'm doing, I'm not worried about the gas because there's bird birds don't have a job, they have families, right? Lions and tigers and caterpillars and work. They're still eating every day. They have shelter every day. So when you break it down to the basic core things, it's not money. 
I need a roof over my head. I need my family to be okay. I need shelter. You know what I mean? Like I need water. It's, and everything else is just, it's gravy. So then, so then when I start looking at that, then everything starts. It's all connected. I mean, we, literally, whole other podcast, not going to go too deep into that, but you got to align <laughs> your life with people that believe that, that have that same kind of mentality, or at least that's what worked for me. I just, I want to be aligned yeah. with people that want, I can't want more for you than you want for you. Amen. Absolutely. One other thing that I love about the way that you run your business in your life is that you diversify. And yeah. speak, speak on that for, for a minute for people who are starting their mobile bar business or their bartending business and they're doing the thing, right? There's a, there's a very clear thing that we do as bartenders. Um, did you diversify? Why did you diversify? And what do you think the impact of diversification has? And, and give some examples as to how you've diversified. So before I got into the bar thing, I've always been a hustler, entrepreneur. I've always, and I think that's something that us bartenders have. Like most successful bartenders you talk to them, like, yeah, I used to sell candy in school. Like, you know, there was always something that we did, right? So I knew very, when I started getting in tune with like energy and my beliefs and standing on my, because I always want the best, right? So there's nothing negative out of it. So when I started seeing what was happening, I would go to events and I would have a client and they would hire a DJ, a photographer, a caterer. The DJ would show up and he wouldn't have a table. The caterer would show up and they wouldn't have a lighter. We laugh about this even to this day, right? They wouldn't have a lighter. Or, or I would see that they would call all these different vendors. So I said to myself, like, it doesn't make sense. A table is 40 bucks at Home Depot. Like you're a DJ, you're charging this person $1,000, but you're not going to invest 40 bucks for a table. Okay, light bulb went off. Okay, see, if you've ever read the book, it's by Pablo Choa, The Alchemist. Have you ever read that book? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it talks about that, signs, right? The universe provides these signs. You got to tune into that stuff. So I'm looking at this stuff happening and the DJ doesn't have a table. The lighter, the caterer doesn't have a lighter. The photographer can't plug up his backup batteries. So I'm thinking like, well, why don't I just go buy this stuff? It's 40 bucks. So when I, and sure enough, when I put that energy out, I would pull up to an event. DJ wouldn't have a table. I said, oh, oh, I have a table in my truck. So I go get the table. DJ didn't have a linen. I have a linen. You need cocktail tables? You need round? I just started adding and incorporating these. Now, I didn't go out and take over the world. It was little, it was one brick at a time, little by little. And then what would happen was I would have 10 tables. I would have 30 linen. I'd have 50 chairs. And so I would end up making more money on the rentals because no, and nobody, nobody was talking about this. Nobody was doing this. You know, this is 15 years ago. And, and what ended up happening was I, I started seeing these trucks went back up to the event. They drop off the tables and the chairs and the lights and they were gone. Now here I am the bartender. I got there the same time they got there. I'm unloading my stuff the same way they're unloading their stuff. But guess who's still at the event? Working. Me. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me I can make the same amount of money and not, again, not be here? So I got into the rental business. So when I'm on the phone with my clients, do you need a bar? That was another thing that bartenders don't have. They don't have bars, right? But also, they didn't exist back then either. So I started bringing the bar. I charged you for it. Do you need cocktail tables? I charge you for it. So now, not only am I a bartender, now I'm providing things that you you needed this for your event anyway. You had to have tables. You got to do catering. You need a DJ. So if I could provide that stuff and not only provide that stuff, I'm giving my DJ an opportunity to expand his portfolio. I'm giving my DJ a chance to grow higher with us, right? So now my, yeah, I used to do events for $99. You know, I don't know if anybody knows that. Back in the day, I used to do $99 events. But now that $99 event, it's now a thousand dollar event. How does your life improve if your average event now goes from ninety nine to a thousand? Right. So now I don't have to do twenty events a week. I can do five. And so, so once the money started scaling up, then 
that allows you to money is a um we're so stuck in this matrix like you got to have it you got to need you always hustling for the money but once you get the money you start realizing there are other parts of life and other parts of your business that you just you completely did not see it wasn't even on your radar because you're trying to hustle for the money and so i started scaling up and then i started buying tr- i was renting trucks right and it just didn't make sense after a while why am i going to enterprise every weekend renting a truck i could just buy a good used truck i mean they're they're way overpriced right now but i could just buy a good used truck so that's what I did. And then I bought the truck and then I, and then I wrapped the truck and I put my name on it. And then I started thinking, well, Starbucks has their name on everything. Why don't I put my name on everything? <laughs> right. <laughs> so then I just started putting my name on everything. Then I bought another truck and then I wrapped that. And then I got another truck and then a box truck. And then, you know, and then there's, I, I kept, I kept also kept rein, I kept reinvesting. And I think a lot of bartenders don't do that. I didn't take money for myself. I took everything that I had, not every single penny, but I, I reinvested back into the business. And I really honestly see a lot of people, they think because they did an event, they deserve a vacation. I didn't take a vacation. This, this My business is a baby. I got to feed it. I got to nurture it. I got to clothe it. It needs pampers. It's going to cry sometimes. It needs to walk. And you know, you got to grow it until, and now, so now I'm at a point now that my, it doesn't necessarily operate without me, but I don't have to touch it every day. I don't right. have to see it every day. She has to, I mean, I yell at her all the time, but she has the power <laughs> to make decisions without me. She can close deals. They still got to come past my tip. They still got to come past me. But she has free reign to make mistakes. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people don't do when they scale out and they diversify. There's going to be people on your team. They're human. They're going to make mistakes. But are you are you a leader? Are you are you going to allow them to make those mistakes and grow through them? Or are you just going to do like what society tells us to do? Fire them. I mean, some people deserve to be fired. But some people, if you're really pouring into people and you believe in them and they see your vision, what are you doing to help them? So when you talk about diversify, what are you doing to help the people on your team eat? Because I don't want to be the only one making multiple, you know, bragging multiple six figures, taking all the trips. Are they taking trips? Oh, my family's good. Is their family good? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that, that's the big thing. And I don't know if I'm answering your question, but, but yeah, uh, and, no. then, and then the other, then the other things I'll, and I'll shut up. It's the other things is, uh, and then when I, when I solidify the foundational things of my business, there was an entire world that I had no idea about, Sarah. I didn't know about the trailers. You know what I mean? I had no idea that I could do what I'm doing inside of a trailer. I had no idea that there was vending machines out here. I had no idea that I could get ATMs and Turo and Airbnb. Because you're just, you're, you're, at, you're vibrating, operating at this survival level. Once you get out of that dark abyss, chasm, planet X, whatever, you know, that hell that you're in, you really start seeing that the, that the, that the air smells great, the water's fine. Abundance, life, giving, giving, receiving, blessing others, being blessed. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if we're even talking about bars anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, right? And I, I believe that the entrepreneurial journey, being a business owner, is one, the, the number one personal development journey that one could ever, ever engage in. Because your business and thus the world around you becomes a reflection of yourself. And so when your business is succeeding, it's emblematic of your own personal success. You have gotten out of your own way. You have up-leveled yourself enough to receive from the universe the abundance that, that you have worked for, right? And so entrepreneurs who, who, who are, never reach a level of success, it's not usually because they suck or they weren't very good at it. It's because they weren't willing to open themselves up to receive and to learn and to up-level every time something new is put in front of them. And so, yeah, I mean... 
when we talk about business, what we're really talking about is the entrepreneur. It's a little personal. What we're saying, it's a business, right? But what we've watched through your business journey is your evolution as a person. And so like, yes, we could, we could talk about spirituality. We could talk about you as a person. We could talk about your business. It's all the same thing, really, when you distill it down. When you study like, because so, I like to study great people, right? And I've had the opportunity to, to, to people, there's some people that I've watched from afar that I've admired, right? And then you get an opportunity to, to work that event as a bartender. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you know, like T.I. I don't know if you know who T.I. is, rapper T.I. <laughs> You're in Nashville. I know you, you're down with that. So the um, <laughs> I got an opportunity to work his event. I had always admired T.I. just for his work ethic. And I got a chance to ask him, like, how? How are you in all these, Jose Andreas, right? We did an event with Jose Andreas. How are you in all these, diff- every time I look up, that man is in a different place on the front lines. How? And they, they all say that Master P, right? You run your life like a business. There are things that need, that are in your life. There are things that need to get done and nothing can supersede that, right? You got to be at your child's basketball game at 6 p.m. You know you're on the other side of the town. You put that in your calendar. Right. It's on your calendar. So your phone's going to say, hey, dummy, if you don't leave right now from this party, you're going to miss the most important part of your whatever, whatever. That's got to be tentative on your calendar. And it's got to tell you, if you leave any other second than now, you're going to be late to that thing that you promised somebody that you're going to be. I literally run my entire life off my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't it doesn't exist. Same. You know, and I'm very like, um, even even though I. There are things in life, like my dad, and he's still alive, and I, you know, I'm not talking about him, but my dad has no concept of time. Zero. He's one of those people where if you tell him dinner's at seven, he's going to show up at nine because he has no, like, like, dad, this was a surprise birthday party. Like, everybody was there at 630. He shows up at nine. I just knew that I didn't want my life to be there. And that is not a knock on my dad. Time is very valuable. It's, very, it's the one resource that you cannot duplicate. Man can't replicate it. Your time is your most valuable resource. So I'm very cognizant and present and I want to, so whenever I make an event with a client, here's a little, I'll give you some secret sauce secrets, right? Uh, so like this meeting, so we're just, we're together because we, we just left a client, just had a meeting with a client. We're supposed to be there at 1130. We got there early because that's, you've got to be early. Whatever, whatever time, you, I don't care what time you tell your client, never show up on time. Never. You always come 10, 15, hell, 30 minutes early. You always show up early. Always. On everything. Nothing. You, there is no flat tire. There's no, there's no, there's no, it was an um, accident on the beltway. There's no, nobody died in the 15 plus years that I've been doing this. I can, I've never, we, we don't do late. We don't do it. It's unexcusable. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the number one dagger in our business. Everybody's late. Your caterer's going to be late. Your photographer's going to be late. The, the limo guys, come. everybody's going to be late. Not me. Not me. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm set up. The first guest comes through the door. I'm ready to serve. Amazing. Oh, I love this. If you literally take that one thing, I mean, there's nuggets that I'm saying here, but if you show 80% of this job is just, be, just being in the right place at the right time, just show up on time. Everything else will fall into place. It's so crazy to me how and when, people, when people show up late, they literally treat your event as if, oh, there was traffic. We have so much technology right now that ways will tell you if you're going to be late or not. Like, you, you literally have no excuse of why you can't show up on time. So I look at you yeah. and I'm like, you, you didn't respect, you, it's an opportunity. Every event, whether it's a baby shower or mix with a pool party, every event is an opportunity. You blew your opportunity. Yeah. Oh, this is this is gold. <laughs> we started this interview and you had shared how you got started. And you you got started because you decided that you wanted something different, something more. 
from your life. And, and every step along the way, you've made another decision as to what you want for your life. What's next for Corey Brim? What, what know, have you decided crazy, right? is next? That's crazy because now, so now I'm at the point now where like I can pretty much, you know, within reason, do whatever I want, right? Making the money, traveling, doing all that, doing all these events. And honestly, to, so to give, let's say someone's watching this and, and they're at the beginning of stages of this, right? And they're looking at me and they're like, I want to be what Corey is. Do you understand that like I'm at a point where I'm watching someone else, right? Like so, somebody wants to be in my spot, but I want to be in someone else's spot. I don't, I don't look at them envious like I want their life. I look at, I put in so much work. I want to enjoy my life now. I don't want to, I don't want to do the grind out nine to five hustle. I still got it in me. Like I'm like, hey, look, I'm Jordan, baby. I'll come off this bench and I do it sometimes. You may see on some of the video. I will come off and I'll get behind a bar. And you know, we worked in the event the other day. I swear we made 500 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Because we, I can still do it. But do I want to? Not really. And then there's, there's a certain point, even though I may not be where I, I the journey's all, I'm always on the journey, right? It's always a journey. But at some point, money has no value. It just really, you think it does, but it really, how many billion, I'm not a, I'm not a billionaire, you know, whatever, but how much, how many vacations do you really want to take? How many, like I rented a Lambo this weekend. It's, it's cool to say that, but like I did it because I'd never done it before, but will I do it again? Probably not. I did it, but like I want to, now I want to enjoy my life. It's, it's the quality of my life now, you know, and as I'm getting older, I've, I've seen those guys that are still out there and nothing, no negative, right? I've seen those guys that are 50, 60, 70, they're still, they're still trying to, they're still trying to keep it together. <laughs> I don't want to be that. I want to, I built this thing. I want to, I want to bring people in that want, you know, they, they want to be, okay, cool. You want to make a billion dollars? Let's do it. I want to, I want to sit on the beach and drink margaritas and look at my, look at my, uh, my, my phone and see my deposits coming in and know that I can drink margarita. <laughs> I can have another margarita. But I also <laughs> learned, there's, a, there's an important thing that I got to say. I learned that from a guy named Dave Markowitz, right? Dave Markowitz is, um, there are a lot of people. But Dave is one of the people in, the, in our industry. He worked for another company. They were making they were making millions of dollars, and they literally would throw me events because it just it cost too much for them to load up their trucks and do the event, which was gravy for me. But Dave showed me. I would call Dave, and I didn't lean on him all the time. But if I had a question in this business, he would answer it for me. Which is like Sarah Murphy's. Or you don't get a lot of Sarah Murphy's in this business, right? But when <laughs> if you're able to get one, I'm telling you guys, hold on to that person. You, you have to get a mentor. You have to get someone. And, and, and we throw the word mentor around loosely, but you got to get someone that's willing to like hold your hand a little bit in this until you're able to get on your feet. And you have to be pliable. You have to be like almost, you have to be willing to learn. And a lot of people just think they know everything. I wasn't that. I was willing to listen to Dave. He gave me some good advice. I tried it out. Some of it worked. A lot of it worked. And, and he helped me out. So I want I want so when you talk about me mentoring other bartenders, I want to be that. I want to be what I needed. I want to like some people ask like, where do you get your bar? But I built my first ones. You know what I mean, because where do you get your shirts made? I'll tell you the guy that makes my shirts. Where do you get your furniture made? I'll, Brian Pope is the guy that makes my shirts. His family owns a, uh, a, a printing company. He was a bartender that worked with me. He doesn't work with me anymore. But why wouldn't I want to send you to Brian to get your shirts made? Curtis makes my furniture. Why wouldn't I want to send you to Curtis? to get the furniture. So when I started pulling back into you or other bartenders or whatever, I'm doing what Dave did for me. And, and that's the like complete blessing cycle. I don't want to hold you back from seeing you. Because I know that if I do that enough, just like the same way I did that, if I help enough people, someone's going to call me one day and say, hey, Corey, I got an extra ticket to the Super Bowl. My friend just bailed on me. Do you want to go with me? Hey, Corey, we just rented a house on Lake Tahoe. And uh, hey, we got an extra spot. 
in the private jet, and we gotta you going if you could just meet us at the I'm, I'm there, Sarah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, I'm, you just said one of my favorite things. And I'm just gonna reflect it back again because it's worth hearing right. twice. It's probably worth hearing more than that. But I've helped mentor hundreds of mobile bars and not all of them come out of it at the multi-six figure level. And the differentiator that I've noticed is exactly what you said. Are they coming at it like a sponge? Are they asking questions, even the dumb ones all the time? Are they willing to be humble enough to recognize that they don't know everything? And if they can do that and then turn around and utilize the information that is given by people like myself and you, they, they go well, way farther than those that just come at it saying, well, I know most of this because I've been in this industry for a really long time. So right, I just have a right. few questions. If you can just put, right. answer these two questions for me, that's all I need. Right. Whereas the ones that come at it and say, look, I'm, a, I'm 50 years old. I've been doing all sorts of important things, but like, I don't know this. So teach me this. Anything that you know, any, any information that you've got for me, I'm willing to, to, to take and mold it into something that is my own. They, with almost every single time within 12 months, they're breaking the six-figure mark because right. they're, they're the student, right? And, and that's, I think that's, a, there's, a, there's a quote. The student, student, student of life, not the business student of life. life. Right. And I think I read a quote once that said something like the master is, is the, uh, a master at staying a student or staying. Uh, right. And so that's my, my takeaway from this that is that if you can continuously be humbled by the fact that there's information out there that you don't know that you're willing to receive, then growth is inevitable, whether it's personal growth, business growth, whatever, whatever that might look like. And um, I love I've loved every second of this, Corey. You, it's it's a joy to watch you. It's a joy to to see how valuable you are to other people in the community. You had dropped off the face of the social medias for a little while earlier. Yeah. I think uh, this year you were you were struggling with some illness, and you're probably just fucking tired, right? <laughs> uh, and and people were like ca- calling out for you. They're like, "Where's Corey? We haven't seen him in a while." Yeah. So yeah. you were just so valuable to this industry and, and to the people that, that look up to you. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know how much time we got, but one of the things is that, you know, that, that was very eye-opening. You know, you start realizing how how precious time is. You start realizing, and there's a, like, again, I always take it back to day one, right? So a uh, takeaway maybe for some people out there. You don't have to say yes to every client. I didn't know that in the beginning, right? Because you're just, you're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to break your bone because that's what they tell you, right? But you don't have to say yes. I'm in such an awesome position now because you know how great it feels to tell a client no? You know how great it feels to say, my price is my price? You know, they, they tell you, hey, I call someone else and they're $50. Go with them. <laughs> like, what do you want to do? I'm not lowering my price. Just take them. You don't, have, you, know, you don't have to take everything. You don't have to like answer to everything. You don't have to bend to everything. If you, you know, when you make that decision, because if you're coming from a good space, if you know for a fact that you're going to deliver an awesome event and you, and you say, you write everything out and even, and, uh, and then we always lowball ourselves, right? No matter what, it doesn't matter if the event is a hundred bucks or $10,000. They got more money. They always got more money. But even if you do that and you stand on your principles, just stand there. Just, it is what it is. Like just stop thinking so, stop putting yourself in that box. That you're so small. We got to get out of that. We got to get out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, this has been so much fun, Corey. Is there anything else that you wanted to to add sure, before we talk for three hours? Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have to give you more opportunities to sure. talk then, because everything everything that you're sharing is pure gold and um, hard earned, right? And so, well, gosh, we've just been, been blessed with it. You're doing, you're doing so much, man. You're doing so much. You're helping so many people. And, I, you know, I'm in the group. I may not be as vocal as I was maybe in the beginning just because I'm in this kind of fuzzy, ambiotic life right now. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, this is the year of me. <laughs> I'm t- I'm oh, taking I love some- it. Personal journey, man. It's me time. But you're 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 always in there. You're always helping people. You know. So thank you. You know, I know you're hearing a lot from people, but you really are. People are like you know, they're like kids in the dark in those groups, man. And you know, they don't know. And you just like you you become sort of that that um that safe haven that like that 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 that, that um that lantern that light pole in a, in a storm because it is a storm out there. We do get swallowed up yeah. sometimes. But you're you're always putting out good information. You know, you're always helping people. So thank you for um for you Absolutely. know for, for providing the space. Because we really don't have a lot Absolutely. of space to do stuff like this. Absolutely. Well, the community wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for people like yourself. Crowdsourcing information is always dangerous because you never know who's giving information. If they've ever even practiced or tried the information that they're giving or if they just found it on some random blog post or they think it's a good idea. And so with people like yourself and, and a variety of other OGs, as I like to call them, in the group right, right. that actually show up and contribute from a place of knowing that creates the the trust in the overall community. And so again, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to thank you. This has been a joy and um, I can't wait. I can't wait to have you back and potentially in a bigger capacity. Man, I'm coming to Nashville, man. I got to eat some of that food and listen <laughs> to that music, man. I, I heard about, uh, is it Broad Street? Is that what you guys have in Nashville? What is that? Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Broadway. And the, uh, what's that music? I can't, I can't pronounce like Gershom district or Gersh or something like that. There's a place where there's a whole bunch of like just music and. Yeah. I mean, we have lots of, lots of that. We have, uh, the Ryman Broadway, there's live music all, all down the the strip, but yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'm coming down there. That's what that's, so that's what I can't believe you've never been to Nashville. Absolutely. Never, never. It's food, (laughs) drinks. And that's what I tell people, man, you combine these three, right? Good food, good drinks, good music. That's a party anywhere. Ah, amen. Absolutely. And that wraps up today's episode. I hope it was valuable. I would love to hear from you what you thought. You can drop me a line at hello at mobilebevpros.com or find me on Instagram at mobilebevpros. If you're looking for more valuable mobile bar-related content, we have a website full of it. You can find us at www.mobilebevpros.com. And I'd love to see you in our Facebook community, also by the name of, you guessed it, Mobile Bev Pros. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, cheers.